When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there, I'm Don. Welcome to Talking Real Money, and uh, I'm gonna go, gonna go it alone this hour. It's just well, I won't go it alone. I'm not alone. I have all of you. Thank you for being there. Uh, if you have an issue that has something to do with money, particularly investing, because that is our area of absolute expertise, having done it for. Mm, Wow, a really long time. Wow, about 40 years. I know. I don't. I, I hope I don't sound that old. 855-935-TALK is a, a little helpful telephone number. If you call that number, then you will come visit me here on our little audio get-together that is called a radio show and then later becomes a podcast. 855-935-8255. It's so easy. It really is easy, and it's almost painless. So give me a call. Stop by. Love to talk with you about investing and dealing with all those money matters. They they do really, truly matter. They really, really do. Now, as part of our regular reading, Tom and I both read a lot of the financial press. Most of it we find basically worthless. Yeah, most of it a very large percentage. It's just garbage. It's, it's as uh, Weston Wellington called it, uh, dimensional funds, investment porn, or as we call it, investment cheesecake, so that the, the kids don't ask dad's questions. And uh, it, it, it's, it's the kind of stuff that tells you when to get in, when to get out, what to do now, what to do then, what you should have done, what you didn't do, why you didn't do it, and all that stuff, stuff that, that can't work. But Jason Zweig... Jason Zweig from the Wall Street Journal. Jason does a very good job of telling us um, how to invest based on evidence. And we have, for decades, talked about the behavioral mistakes that we make as investors. We tend to buy our investments, get into our investments when we feel very, very, very good about the investment market. Stocks have been up, but in our little lizard minds, we think, oh, stocks are going up. I better get in. No, no, no. They've just gone up. And then when they, after, <laughs> I even get caught doing it, after they've already fallen, we claim, we think to ourselves, oh, stocks are going down when they already have gone down might they go down more maybe might they turn around and go back up maybe and because of that we tend to underperform just owning the market whatever that market might be now there have been lots of studies that have been done on this over the years uh the most famous ones were um uh were done Oh, gosh, now I've forgotten the name of them again. 
Oh, my gosh. Senior moment. Anyway, uh, there are all these studies that show regular investors, based on their actual trades, made less than just holding on to whatever market they were comparing. And most of the time, it's against the S&P 500, which is silly, but hey, it's not as silly as the Dow. A new study done by our good friend, Hendrik Bessembinder of uh, Arizona State and Michael Cooper at University of Utah and Feng Zhang, Feng Zhang at Southern Methodist. They uh, looked at returns of just stock mutual funds, not individual stocks, just funds from 91 through 2000. And uh, what they did was they compared over those three decades how managers did versus the market and what's interesting is that managers people who do this professionally they they're they're terrible they're terrible over uh the full history of this study and they're just going against the s&p 500 and the total u.s market uh 24 percent beat the the uh, the benchmark which is actually a little high but there have been studies done that show that those that beat the benchmark are a substantial portion of that could still be luck. One of the things that causes it is high expense ratios. But even for those who just bought things and held them, or bought things on their own, uh, the, the indexes, fund investors do worse than just holding on to the investments. And uh, they also do worse by buying funds that are run by stock pickers. So Jason has some advice, and that advice is to just buy the whole market. You see, the S&P underperforms the whole market over long periods of time. Active managers do. Just buy the whole market. Then he adds one other thing. He says, take 5% of your portfolio and gamble with it. That part I disagree with. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want to talk money with me? Give me a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. And oh, just a couple more things. Talking about the, the fact that it is really, really, really hard to beat the market. We've said over and over again, active mutual fund managers just don't beat the market very often. It's so It's so little that it really is a fool's game to try to do so or try to invest with someone who does so. And there are a couple of really good reasons for that. I mean, one of them is the fees, of course. The fees are going to be higher when you have active managers. But there's another thing that's very interesting going on. Active managers can't run a very big portfolio. 
And there may be a really good reason why having a small portfolio has been shown to be a problem. In fact, there have been studies that show that over any period that mutual funds that hold less than 100 positions, 100 individual stocks, uh, underperformed those that owned more than 100 stocks. And you you got to think for a minute, well, why would that be? Well, it turns out that, again, according to Professor Bessenbinder, in an earlier study, he found that only 4.3% of all the stocks in the world are in the country accounted for all 4.3%. Remember, 4% of the stocks accounted for all the gains in the U.S. market between 1926 and 2016. Meets 95 plus percent. 95.7. Uh, didn't make any money basically at all. So you had to be in those 4.3% of the stocks. And the smaller your portfolio is, the less likely it is that you're going to own those needles that are in these big old haystacks of stocks, as uh, Jason Zweig said. So, uh, again, the idea is don't try to pick pieces of the market, the best pieces, own the market. And I do disagree a little bit with how he ended the story, which is try to find those really special stocks. Right. How are you, how are you, how are you going to do that? He says use 5% of your money. How, how are you going to do that again? I just don't think you are. 855-935-TALK. Call. Got lines open for you right now. I love talking with you. And Dennis, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, hey, Don McDonald in Florida and diagonally uh, KOMO or KNWN, Northwest News Radio. Right. Well, they need to keep it at KOMO because in January of uh, 1926, it was born and radio overdoes TV. And you and your colleague, Tom Cock, do a very nice job. We've been up uh, at Maidenbauer twice. My wife last, uh, when you came, she was said, those guys are great. And I said, that's why I listen every Saturday to you. You give great information. Just wanted to say thank you from Florida to the Pacific Northwest, all over where you and Tom go and give your demonstrations to the people. I don't care where it is. It's the best money. And thank you for your great uh uh, you know, information, but knowledge of 40 plus years. And I'm just a young kid of 68 and we love you. Thank you so much, Dennis. I really, truly appreciate your kind comments. And so does Tom. I know, uh, we really do try hard, uh, to give you decent advice and, um, help you come out ahead, not, and not get rich. We're not trying to make money at your expense. We, we do, we, I mean, we, we want to make money from our jobs, but, um, we don't want to make money at your expense. And, uh, we really appreciate the comments. A lot of people appreciate what we're doing. A couple people don't like it. You know what? You can't please everybody. You just can't do it. 855-935-TALK. 
Every once in a while, we get a negative review that we're too flippant or, you know, that we're not covering crypto enough or I say bad things about things like crypto. But the fact of the matter is all we're trying to do, all we are trying to do here is point you in directions that have shown through tons of research to be better for you than other things. And there are so many bad investments out there and so few, here's what's fascinating, so few good ones. And yet the good ones are so simple. They're, they're just so simple that we really shouldn't have to be here anymore. We really should have put ourselves out of business a long time ago. But for human nature, what we were talking about with this article is the ongoing desire and, and actual belief that we know more than we can possibly know because we trust feelings, feelings, intuition, and we fool ourselves into believing that we know these things. We, it's just our nature because what we do is we tend to, when, when, when we are, our heads, you know, your head, you've been in it. You, you've lived there for a while. Eventually you're going to have to give it up, but you got it for a while. You know, living in there, you, you think, oh, I bet that's going to happen. Or you watch a show and you go, oh yeah, they're going to do that to those guys. And you go, see, told you, got it right. You start to think, maybe I know things. Maybe I am smarter than everybody else. And I know things, you know, like uh, bank stocks, they're way down. I'm just going to buy bank stocks because I know they're going to come back up. You know, you don't know anything. It's so funny. A couple of years ago, I don't remember anyone saying that all of the big tech companies were going to lead the market down. No, as a matter of fact, everybody was loading up on all the big tech companies because <laughs> I'm going to speak this wrong. Everybody was buying into the big tech companies because they were going up. They're going up. They're going to go up. You see how it becomes, they've got, it goes from what it should be. They've gone up to they're going up to they're going to go up to they're going to keep going up forever, to, oh, oops, they went down. Oh, but they'll go back up, to, oh, they went down again. Oh, they'll go back up. Oh, they went down again. Oh, they'll go back up. Oh, they went down a lot. I'm getting out. This is what we do. This is why we can't beat the market, because we don't know what we don't know, and we don't know we don't know what we don't know. What is wrong with us? We literally don't know that we don't know. And yet, we want to be the smartest person in the room, so we we convince ourselves. Uh, or, 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 here's the other one you do. You look for the person you think is going to be able to give you the information to put you ahead of everybody else and you go to them and try to pump them for information. And the problem is people love that attention and reinforcement. And so a lot of people are going to tell you the things you want to hear 
because you, well, <laughs> you want to hear them. Give me a call. I'm Don. 855-935-TALK is my phone number. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Give me a call. Lines are open. Love to talk with you. And um, we can talk about almost anything as long as that's something to do with money like this i i mentioned crypto that i i don't say nice things about crypto and it's for a number of reasons and i'm not going to get into some of the reasons why it doesn't make sense to buy or sell crypto i wanted to mention this and i'd forgotten about it for about a week there was a terrific article in the new york times uh on april 11th it was updated on april 11th and it was a really detailed study of cryptocurrency mining. And they looked at 34 different cryptocurrency mining operations around the country. And it is such an interesting piece. They found that each one of these mines, were you, know, you understand how they mine crypto? Let me explain it to you real quick. Uh, a computer is constantly trying to break a code, uh, a numeric complex code. And it can take just hours of computer time and uh, big computers. And one thing computers do is because you've got when all those little chips in there, they're like a lot of miles of wiring. And so the electricity runs through all this wiring, doing all these calculations. And when you run electricity through wire, it gets really hot. So it creates a lot of heat, but it also uses a lot of energy. A lot of that energy goes to heat. A lot of it goes to the computing. But anyway, these 34 operations, each of them, each crypto mine uses 30,000 times as much power as an average home in America. In aggregate, in aggregate, these 34 mines crypto mines, which are just big warehouses full of computers, they consume 39,000 megawatts of electricity. Now, that's hard to put in perspective because we don't know what a megawatt really is. Well, it turns out that's the same amount of energy as three the 3 million houses, 3 million houses that surround these 34 Bitcoin mines. That is an incredible amount of money and electricity. And, I mean, if you're worried about the environment, should you own crypto if you're worried about the environment? I, I just That seems to me like an awful lot of energy being expended for nothing, for literally nothing. Because what happens is after they break this code, uh, the, the, after many hours of working on it, it's the, the algorithm spits out a coin. It makes a coin. There you go. You get a coin. This is a, I mean, to me, this is like a travesty that we would have a currency that creates all of these problems and provides nothing of value in return. Not a thing of value. What does it provide of value to, to you, you, the regular person? 
if you're an owner of crypto, maybe it's uh, it's going to deliver me future gains. Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, if you're a regular person who doesn't own crypto, what does it do for you? If you are a person who owns a little crypto, what can you do with it? Yeah, I know it's still nothing. I don't care. Yeah, maybe you can find it. No, it's basically nothing. Uh, it just serves no useful purpose. And yet it's so detrimental. It's so destructive. It's costing billions of dollars. By the way, you know who's picking up some a lot of this tab? It turns out because of the way a lot of these utilities are structured, particularly in Texas, that the Bitcoin mines, they can shut off when demand is really high for power. It's easy to shut them down. It doesn't cost, I mean, just they lose a little Bitcoin mining. They can shut down and the, 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 the utility companies jack up the rates for their customers like you and kick back money to the mines. And this amounts to billions of dollars that get kicked back to the crypto mines that are making that money. And they're also making money from mining crypto. This is a silly system. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there. I'm Don McDonald. Tom's on a one-hour vacation, uh, sunning out on the deck. I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I doubt it's even sunny. He just got back from sunning in, in Arizona. He, he did all his sunning there. I'm Don. Give me a call, 855-935-8255. It's really free. It's really easy, and it really is uh, helpful. It's at least to have someone to bounce an idea off of or to keep you from doing something you shouldn't. You know, it could save you a lot of money and a lot of grief and improve your life. And Sam, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, I'm hoping you could save me a lot of money. All right. I... Uh sold a rental home. It hasn't closed yet, but I'm looking at a, a substantial amount. If there's any options on uh, okay. trust, doing investments, you know, you know, so one of the one I of the one of the problems I'm going to have to ask you. So I, I'm going to I'm going to fill in the blanks because your phone cut out a couple of times. It's one of the problems with the great technology phone calls can be awful um you i assume you said you have a large capital gain is that correct yes and you're going to have to pay taxes yes. on that large capital gain and is there any way to get the heck out of that capital gain i don't know <laughs> no 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 that's your question to me i'm assuming i'm par I'm, I'm restating the question because bits of it were lost in translation Oh gosh, you know, sorry, th yes. yeah, there really, there really aren't any great solutions. Now, the first solution, of course, do you have someone who helps you prepare your taxes? Yes. Good, because there are all kinds of yes, things that can adjust your cost basis to reduce your your taxable gain, and a good accountant is going to help you find all of those possibilities. Work you've done things, you know, I, although I don't know how you've accounted for it, but there, that's the one thing you can do to help a little bit, but still you're going to have a profit on which you're gonna have to pay taxes. And the only way to get out of that 
is by what is called a like-kind exchange, where you buy another piece of property. It's um, Actually, I'm not able to do that because I need the cash money to uh, continue construction on the new home. Oh, all right. All right. Then you, you have no choices. <laughs> Nothing. Literally not a thing. <laughs> Except to bite the bullet and pay the okay. taxes. You bite the bullet, you pay the taxes. Okay. I, 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 and we always, we seem to forget, we get so, so caught up in the fact that, oh, look at all this money I'm getting and I got to give some to the government. The fact of the matter is, look at all the money you're getting. Even if you do give some to the government, you're still better off than you were. Right? All right. All right. I'm sorry. I wish I had a trick, but I got to tell you, I sold a property a couple of years ago and yes, the government got a share and I just, I reluctantly paid them their share, but I paid it. Okay. Good luck, sir. Thanks anyway. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. Take care. Again, our number 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I guess you could. You could alleviate the pain somewhat if you're not contributing. You've got earned income and you're not contributing to a Roth IRA or to an IRA. You could use a regular taxable IRA maybe, but you know, it's just a little trimming around the edges that isn't going to make a big difference in a big gain. And the only good thing about a big gain is that that word gain. It's a gain. You made money. And we all know going into gains, we do, we know the rules. We know that when we do make money, if we do make money, that when we do make money, there are going to be taxes taken out. It's the price of living in a society. Any society is it's going, it's going to tax people one way one uh, one way or another. I don't believe there's a single society that can get by without taxing, and so we should appreciate what we got and uh, write the check for the rest. There's just, there's just so little you can do with, and, and I don't even like 1031 exchanges all that much, the like kind exchange, because unless you, usually you're getting out of a rental property because you have something better to do with the money, something different to do with the money, or you need the money. And a 1035 exchange puts you back into another piece of property that you got to run or manage, or you're going to get a, a, some sort of a, don't get those Delaware statutory trusts. The fees on those are really high. Uh, and, uh, it, it and, and they're really, really hard to, it's hard to discern a good one from a bad one. And there again, you can have your money tied up. So pay the taxes. Take the hit. It's okay. It's not a terrible thing. 855-935-8255. If you have a question about money, you can call that number while we're live on Saturdays on Northwest News Radio in Seattle. And that's from uh, noon to 2 Pacific time for you on the East Coast, 3 to 5. And or, or you can call that 24-7 and leave your questions. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And your input, your questions, your thoughts, your ideas are invited 
uh, particularly your questions about how money works and how it can work better for you and less well for the other people in your life who are trying to make you do something with it. Give me a call, 855-935-8255. That last part of the number spells talk. 855-935-TALK. You can call during the show or you can call 24-7 and leave your question. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, uh, Don and Tom. Um, I have a question about um, how to invest a money that uh, it's sitting in the bank, probably that we're not going to be using for the next uh, five years. It's 20K, uh, part of that uh, 20K, uh, half of it was the uh, the withdrawal we made on our Roth IRA last year because me and my wife exceeded the, um, the uh, income limit. So we have to take that one out. So we have... Um, 20k again sitting and we would like to invest this one um, that we can put it uh, stay there for five years without touching it so I need your advice um, by the way we have a uh, mortgage on our second home it's 240 at three percent interest rate and then um, we are we don't have any debt. I have a child in college, uh, fully paid uh, college tuition to the uh, state uh, college uh, plan. And then what else? We are contributing over 15% of our income, me and my wife, to our um, employee um, 401, 457, 403B, and uh, Roth uh, 401. So, yeah, just need just need your advice. I heard that uh, put it in a mutual fund, but uh, I need an answer from you, advice from you before we do that one. Thanks again. Bye. All right, a uh, lot of information. That's really helpful. Uh, that kind of information because it tells me some things. Uh, you, you you said you have the twenty thousand to invest for about five years, but it actually sounds to me like at least a portion of that. It was earmarked to be invested for longer than five years since it originally went into a Roth IRA, which rarely is just a five-year investment. It's usually a, a decades or more. I don't know how old you are, so I don't know when you're going to start taking it out. But five years, it seems to be a really a really standard response for people. Well, five years. Well, but why? What What might happen in five years that would require that money? Is there a purpose you see coming down the road if there is then that portion of the money that you need for sure within five years can't be invested as aggressively as the monies that are eh, there for the retire there for retirement and maybe toward the end of retirement because i'm such a good saver and investor which you are by the way you know that you're uh, you're doing incredibly well by the way do not pay off that three percent mortgage just keep paying on that uh yeah, it would go into a mutual fund. It would probably, I, I would probably suggest ETFs. If the whole $20,000 can go long-term, then I can give you a really interesting portfolio for that 
that that might make you a lot of money, but you're going to have to be really flexible with it. And it's simple. It's really simple. However, what I would prefer you do is go take the risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. Find out what your risk tolerance is. Then answer this question. When might I really need it? And can I be flexible on that date and ride it out? Should that just be a bad time to take it out? And if that's the case, then very simply, just so simply, I would probably use VT, which is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index for my equity portion, and BND, which is the Vanguard Total Bond Index for the bond portion. And I would mix that portfolio up depending on the risk quiz score. So it would be anywhere from maybe 50-50 to 80-20. 80% in stocks. I don't know. Depends on what that risk quiz tells you. And invest as aggressively as you can, but not more aggressively than you need. That's another thing. If this money is is not going to change your lifestyle much, you, know, you don't have to be too aggressive if you've got a lot of other monies elsewhere. So it the answer is always, the answer is always, it depends when you ask that kind of question. Um, and this, again, illustrates why so many people at a certain point in life need some sort of a financial plan, even if it's just a one-off plan. You don't necessarily need ongoing advice, although we find that that helps. It, it's, been, it's not us. Vanguard found that helped. Others have too. So I, 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 the right answer is elusive. The right answers are, keep it simple, and gear it toward the things you can stand, toward your risk tolerance, your ability and need to take risk, in other words. Thank you so much for calling 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, and leaving questions. And here's one. I have it. I'm clicking on this one for the first time. Ready? I don't know what's going to be here. Hello. Um, I have two questions. The first is about... 20 years ago, I created an LLC so I can do a, I could do a side job, tech job, and made a lot of money. In addition to that, I moved all my stocks and bonds into that LLC as the ownership and my father's address in Florida. So today, with the new tax implications, what tax implications do I have here in Washington State? Second question. I bought Ferrari at the IPO price of $42 about seven years ago. It's now about $280 a share, and I'm thinking about cashing in. What do you think about that? Thank you. Thank you. Um, to answer the second question first, uh, I you got you got really lucky you made a lot of money yeah i'd start cashing in whether i'd cash in in total or not depends on your tax situation but i don't believe in owning an individual stock too much can go wrong and with a car company tons can go wrong so um i would probably begin the process of unloading that uh tax benefits i don't know washington state tax law and its effect on an llc uh but LLCs, personal LLCs, are kind of a weird place. That most people get them to try to protect themselves from lawsuits and things. And I, 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 
Don't you've done it already, but you need to talk to your accountant about that. Sorry. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you need to get a little bit more planning help, you need to spend a little time with somebody who's going to tell you the truth as they know it about how money should be invested or how you might create a better plan for your future or what kind of things you have now and and whether they're in your best interests or not. Just meet with one of our advisors at Appella Wealth. There is no obligation. There is no cost. And there will be no high-pressure sales pitch, I promise. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on Meet and Advisor. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.